Pastor Sandra tells it as it is. My teaching is entitled, Take Up Thy Bed and Walk, Part 4. The text is taken from John chapter 5, verses 1 to 13, but my read is from verse 5 to 9. And I read, And a certain man was there which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me in the pool, but while I am coming, another step down before me. Jesus said unto him, Rise, take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole, and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. So in lesson three last week, children of God, I shared how grace and mercy had never left the pool at Bethesda. Why? Because Bethesda is a type of Jesus. Bethesda in Hebrews means, the Bible said, grace and mercy. Bethesda is salvation, revelation, good news. Bethesda is healing, breakthrough, deliverance, and the list goes on and on. The Bible lets us know an angel came down at a certain season to trouble the water. Watch this. Children of God, grace and mercy are not seasonal. I said that last week. Grace and mercy are not periodical or cyclical. Grace and mercy are eternal. Grace and mercy can never die. Grace and mercy are everlasting. Grace and mercy are undying, unending, perpetual. Grace and mercy were available in the pool 24 hours of the day. The day, seven days of the week, 365 days of the year, and 366 days in the leap year. Grace and mercy were available at the marketplace. So this is what the teaching is all about, children of God, is to showcase Bethesda, is to showcase the marketplace that grace and mercy had never left the pool. So Pastor Sandra, if grace and mercy were in the pool and never returned, what was the need for the angel to come down? I'm glad you asked the question. The answer is given in verse 3. Let us look back to verse 3. Verse 3 reads, In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. First, children of God, I want you to look at the size of this epidemic. Let us put it as the Bible outlined it. The Bible said in the pool, lay a great multitude of impotent folk. Now, this is a great mass of people. And the Bible said these folks were impotent. What is impotent? Impotent 
means that they were powerless, weak, helpless, unable, and incapable. The next great multitude in the pool were folks that were blind. And this category of sickness are, are, are physically and spiritually blind folk. Um, um, they were not able to reason. They were unreasoning, unsighted, shaded, screened, and canop canop and canopy. They are the folks with um, 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 they were not able to see from their spiritual eyes. They didn't know what was happening spiritually and physically. It was like they were blinkered. It's like they were wearing a film over their 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 eyes. It was darkened. Um, so the next great multitude in the pool were halt. Halt means these group of people that were at a full stop. Situation, circumstances, the infirmity had put a, a full stop on them, closed them down, caused them to be at a standstill, paused them. And the next category in the pool was withered. What is this category? Um, this, 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 these withered folks were wasted, emaciated, and thin. The multitude, in general, were spiritually and physically incapable of seeing and of hearing. So these were the reasons why grace had to come down. And last week's lessons, I told you, grace would not be grace if it did not come to tarasso the multitude. And just to remind you, in case you have not listened to the lessons last week, tarasso is the Greek word for troubled. And tarasso means to stir you up, to get you agitated. And this teaching um, also is to tarasso you, to stir or to agitate you. And um, the Greek says tarasso is like uh, the role of troubled waters. And, and they took it to the next um, level to, to tarachi. Uh, um, so the next Greek word um, to tarasso um, 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 is tarachi. And tarachi, um, it is water falling at a distance like um, of a mob sedition, like when a river break, it breaks it, its bank. So tarachi and tarasso are sent as a mob sedition to agitate you and I, to stir us up, to whisk us up spiritually and physically, to task us, to cause agitation. Amen. Like the role of troubled water. Why? To get us going if we have been stuck. Uh, the Bible let us know this man was stuck sitting on the pool for 38 years in the same position. Um, so it might be a book that the Holy Spirit is inspiring you to write, and you haven't written the book yet. And not knowing that somebody is waiting on that book. Somebody needs to read that book. Somebody's deliverance is hung on that book. Somebody's breakthrough. Testimony. Signs and wonders is waiting for that book. You might get stuck on a piece of music. Holy Spirit has given you the inspiration to write this music. And to compose this music. And you're not able to do so yet. So this teaching is to stir you up. 
is to get you agitated, is to tell you get on with it. It might be, be the Holy Spirit is telling you, um, you need to get that piece of architectural work that you've put in your cupboard. You need to get it going. You need to build a church. You need to build a school. You know, it might be your career that you put on hold. You say, oh, I'm going to take a, a year out. And it's now three years and you're still out. Holy Spirit has sent this, this teaching to tell you, get on with it. You need to study. Somebody is waiting on your, on your scientific or your academic um, ability. Something, uh, it might be something that you suffered and that sufferation, that cause, that irresponsibility has caused, has imprisoned you as a result of what has happened to you. And, it, and, 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 it, and it's keeping you in a cage. It's filed you away. Something that caught, it's caused an infirmity you. So Jesus lamented that the man's case had been now going on too long. He said, he said unto him, Will thou be made whole? And I like the word whole because it tells me it is not over until God says it's over. And although the man had lost out on 38 years of his life, which 38 years is a big jump out of one's life, but, but he, grace said, you're not over. Grace said he wasn't over. Grace said he wasn't finished with him. Um, um, man was finished with him, the Bible says. Multitude stepped over him. Multitude passed him by. They didn't think he was worthy to be saved or put in the pool or something worth bothering to help and assist. But grace said grace was not finished with him. Grace and mercy was not finished with him. And the fact that Jesus asked him, will thou be made whole, means he did not pass his cell by date. He still had something left for God to work with. Jesus was not interested in who or what was crossing over him. Jesus was not interested in who or what was leaping over him. Jesus was not interested in who did not ask him or support him. Jesus spoke to his immediately. Grace spoke to his immediately. What was his immediately? That which has, had kept him out of function for 38 years. And I like the word immediately. And that is what Jesus spoke with. The Bible said Jesus spoke immediately to that which was impotent. Jesus spoke immediately to that which was crossed over. Everybody come and crossed over him. Leap over him. Disrespect him as if he's nothing. But Jesus spoke immediately to, the, to his powerlessness, his weakness, his helplessness. His inability, his blindness, his unreasoning, his, 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 his unsighted, his, his shade. And Jesus spoke immediately to that which had placed a halt on the man. Halt means stop. Put him in full stop. Put a close on him. Put a pause on him. Put a standstill on him. Jesus spoke immediately to address the man's appearance. Jesus and the appearance in the pool. Jesus said, Arise, take up thy bed and walk. Can you see how Jesus just attacked 
what he needs to do. Jesus said unto him, Arise, rise, take up thy bed and walk. And what happened? Immediately the man was made whole. Children of God, Jesus has sent this teaching. Grace has sent this teaching to command you and I, take up your bed and walk. Your bed is the problem. Jesus wants to make you and I whole. And I like the word whole. I love this word whole, children of God, because this whole is very interesting and is very unique because Jesus' grace grants wholesomeness to this man. And this wholesomeness is going to be served to him in fall, in drips and drops on him. Falls of drips and drops on him. Verse 9. And immediately the man was made whole. The word whole is the Hebrew word netophar. The Hebrew says this kind of whole is called netophar. What is netophar, Pastor Sandra? Netophar is something that comes to you in the fall of drops. Wow. That's what the Greek said. This hole is going to be given to you and I in the fall of drops. It can dispense in the fall like an ooze, an ooze drop. Metaphor can fall in drops of inspirations. This wholesomeness is going to fall and you and I in drops of prophecies. It's, it's, it says it can fall in speaking dro drops or drips of prophecies. It can fall as a drop of revelation. It can fall in a bit or a drop of motivation. It can speak and it can fall as a drop of an oracle. It can fall in drips of a vision upon you and I, children of God. It drips a little forewarning. It can fall in, in drips of a little forewarning, as I'm going to show you, upon, upon you and I. Watch this, children of God. It can fall in a drip of forewarning. Verse 13 and 14. The man, I'm reading from verse 13 and 14. Verse 13, I read. The man was healed, had no idea who it was, for Jesus has slipped away into the crowd, that was there. Verse 14. Later, Jesus found him at the temple and said to him, See you are well again? Stop sinning or something worse may happen to you. Wow. How is that, children of God, for a little drip off or drop off or ooze off forewarning? Grace found the man again. Grace knew it was him, but he did not know it was grace. He did not have a clue that it was grace that found him. What did grace say to him? Grace said to him, See, you are well again. Well again means, See, you have been made whole. How is that for a little drip? How is that for a little drop? How is that for a little fall 
of forewarning. Jesus said, stop sinning or worse may happen to you. And that is what I love about grace. Grace didn't, um, grace didn't disgrace him. Imagine you're, you, 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 you've been sitting there for 38 years. Everybody passing you by. Stepping over you. No one to support you. And I come. And I, and I, and I put wholesomeness. I heal you. And you're sinning again. No, that is not grace. Grace didn't treat him like that. Grace spoke to what? Made him whole. And said, See, you are made well again. Wow, Jesus, I love you. Grace says, See, you are made well again. See, you are made well again means you have been made whole. And he said, Don't sin. Or something worse may happen to you. Praise the Lord. Verse 15 said, The man went away and told the Jewish leaders that it was grace. Another name for Jesus. It was Jesus who made him well. It was grace that made him well. Holy Father, righteous Father, thank you for this precious, precious teaching that you have sent to your children and myself. Thank you for the opportunity and privilege for ministering your word to your precious children. Let this teaching cause a tarasso. Let this teaching stir and agitate. Let grace stir like the roll of troubled water. Let grace whisk and task and roll and prod and pull our consciences in the name of Jesus, let children of God take their bed or mat or memory or mind, soul and body and walk in any way or area that we are challenged. They are challenged. Children of God are challenged or sitting for 38 years in the same position. I pray, Papa God, that you will give them, give us the impetus, the physical strength again to write that book to write that piece of music, to compose that song, to preach the gospel, to study, to do, Father God, to draw up that plan, that architectural piece of work that is sitting down. Give your children the ability to draw it up, that project that needs to be finished, that career that is put on hold. Give the impetus and physical strength again to overcome that which they have suffered that caused the infirmity to them. Finally, let the wholesomeness of your grace, let the wholesomeness of your mercy, let your wholesomeness of your truth see your children to all phases and stages of our lives, of their lives, careers, dreams, hope, and aspiration. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Pastor Sandra checking out. Until next week, remember, children of God, to pass on this podcast to your friends, to family. Pass it on as you pass it on. You're propagating the gospel as you pass it on. The angel of the Lord is showing your face in in heaven. As you pass it on, Jesus will not be afraid to show you before his Father and the holy angel in heaven. God bless you richly. 
God bless.